Welcome back to another episode of Level 1 Podcast. My name is Sam. I am playing uh, Intel Brimgar, the Shade of Tree Breakwater. I'm playing the class Vampire. And to my right we have... To Brim's right is me, Will. And I'm playing Duncan Selmy, Duncan the Brave, the Never Knight, Chiefess of Lone Tree, Honorary Orkin of the Serpent's Back, Agent of Ismal, Paladin to Lady Mira, and also Paladin to Gladine. I didn't actually do all my titles, so I gotta go back. We can do your I, titles when you get them. I yeah, am, once it's about the showdown. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, to across the table from these guys, uh, it's Dane, I'm your GM, and we're here for the role-playing, not so much the rolling uh this definitely won't be the finale episode for you listeners but this is the finale recording for us sad Uh, it's sad it's a little nerve-wracking um because i don't know how this is going to fully play out i'm feeling genuinely anxious yeah sam like (laughs) sam okay we're all here i feel like i have to run a race or something it feels bad i feel sick (laughs) okay well it's crazy it's all built up to this what do you think about it (laughs) yeah yeah a full year at almost at this point mm-hmm. of recording. By the time yeah. this like finishes releasing, like I think it'll be midwinter, not midwinter, but it'll be winter. Yeah, a couple like about a month ago from, or no, just a couple of weeks ago from this date, a year ago, we played our test game. Yeah, yeah, at my mom's house. Wow. I don't live with my parents. Everyone, I just want you to know and that. Was, and it's something the world will never get to hear but what was it? it was thorn and duncan on a blimp yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> on a zeppelin going across the country with royalty and it was like a murder mystery oh yeah uh-huh. about that huh yeah yeah and then bef- like a month before that uh sam a different will <laughs> and i played a different test game just so i could pitch sam on dungeon world yeah um where other will and Sam played just the, the skeeziest of skis bags. You played Jim. Hey, yeah. who made an appearance in the show. Sneak yeah. peek. Skis might be coming back. Skis is, <laughs> skis is in season. Um, yeah, and you guys were on a riverboat. <laughs> yeah, we were on a riverboat instead of the blimp. That's where the blimp came from. <laughs> a big vehicle. Yeah. It yeah. was always good. Um, I feel like we're we're all stalling because yeah. we were, afra- I'm, we're all That's afraid. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so, before we get going, I just want to hear your guys' bonds with each other one more time. I'll, I'll start. Uh, mine is still, Duncan is someone I will watch him visit with late into his life. And my other one is, Duncan is family. Wow. My heart hurts. Don't I, die, Duncan. I, <laughs> I changed both my uh, bonds with Brim to... Uh, Brim and I finally need each other just as much now. I need just as much from Brim as he needs from me in order for us to accomplish what we want to. And also, Brim is the last being on Saren who truly understands what I've been through, my life, my journey. So don't die, Brim. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can. Yeah, I know. You can be destroyed. All right. So you guys ready to get into it? Yeah. Okay. So let's really quick go over briefly what happened last time. Um, you guys traveled across Saren, stole the Death Hatchet, 
broke into death's library stole the information you needed to barely find a solution <laughs> um at which point etni decided to stay in the land of the of the dead with thorn just when we may have needed her most and um uh you guys came out on the other side convinced tilda and tarantac to help you uh perform this ritual to not only uh, dissolve the ley lines so that they can't be used to hurt anyone anymore, but also to undo the magic they used to create the Breathless. Um, and then you both took off in the second second wind um, and with, with uh, Brim's immediate family, who decided that they're going to come help him see things through to the end. Now that I think about it, maybe we should have asked Tilda and Turntech to give us a ride. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you drop us off? Yeah. We should be like, oh, well, if you're heading the same way. I think they have uh, to stop back in Caspin to pick up some uh, things. Okay. So, um, yeah. Um, so I think we'll pick up, like, like wind ruffling through sails, uh, the reds and golds and oranges <laughs> of autumn beneath the ship hundreds and hundreds of feet beneath the ship in the sky um and so and on the ship is brim and duncan uh uciel ayama warm cotton uh saitel obrin brim's father brim's uh brother closest in age to him fenlon and brim's younger brother cinna um and you guys are flying back to lone tree um and I just have kind of a couple questions, which is like, what's this journey like? I mean, how do, how does it feel without Etni? Uh, I think, I think it's it's rough for the first couple of days for Brim, but I think you know at some point it's more about his anxiety for like the fight ahead and like what's ahead of him uh, than anything else. Where's Duncan at? on the ship or traveling or emotionally, emotionally. <laughs> um i think duncan is upset that he couldn't bring etney's body back to rest in lone tree right um but he is very he's very comforted in the knowledge that he got to say goodbye he got to see thorn he got to like know that it's what she wanted and i think in the back of his mind it's almost a relief because duncan was so worried that etney you know, would give up too much and die a needless death or would, um, you know, just be unhappy. And so I think it's given him comfort to know that like both his friends are resting well. And now his eyes are sort of set on the future and he's determined. He's like, no regrets, nothing behind me. I know what needs to be done. We're just, you're just going to save Saren no matter fucking what. Yeah. Gotcha. He's like for them. And after everything we've been through, it's like, I have to, otherwise yeah. it's all worth nothing. Yeah. So like, how, how how long does this week and a half boat trip feel? <laughs> I think it feels like eternity. Yeah. I bet. Like even if, even if like take like the the mourning and the sadness out of it, like uh-huh. it's like we got to get there. We well, have three weeks. I we're th- gonna waste a week and a half on this. <laughs> I think it it feels like the anxiety we're feeling now. Yeah. Stretched out for, <laughs> for an entire week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it's just like you have like a bat, like you have battle adrenaline basically pumping through you like uh-huh. most of the time. Duncan's drilling. Duncan's trying to, but he's also trying to relax. He's trying to do a cultural exchange with Brim's family, get to know them. 
show um, what is it Cinna? is that your, your yeah, brother yeah show him like graphic scrolls and then maybe your dad is beating me in chess <laughs> yeah uh-huh, i like that and they're all still very passive aggressive yeah <laughs> um i think warm cotton's really awkward because she's like really close to fen like oh, and they yeah. like they're probably like really cordial and like trying to be cool and it's just really hard like i think yeah. we get a couple of shots of them at like absolute opposite Opposites ends of the ship, ship. yeah <laughs> is fen's betrothed with him his wife no No. they basically she's in charge until they get back Uh, okay gotcha um yikes awkward so is there anything we want to see on the ship or have we kind of seen what we want to see i think we've seen what we want to see i don't think there's anything yeah normally we'd be goofing around maybe who's our who's our halfling friend that we could oh yeah palma Palma. oh my god palma's a joy (laughs) palma is probably like i got on this train way too late like yeah Yeah. almost like like, i thought this was an escape apparently we're heading towards the danger i bet in palma's mind it was like oh great i'm about to embark on all these adventures and do all this crazy (laughs) stuff it's like oh no these guys are at the end of what seems like a long and harrowing journey (laughs) they're about to just like blow everything up um i think the moment you guys get there she's like yo thank you (laughs) bye Um, oh, but Palma could have been so different. Yeah, <laughs> Palma, so I'm sorry personally. Palma, yeah. you could have been a core, integral part of this story, but only there was more time. Palma, <laughs> we, we wish you nothing but the best. We give her a coin purse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> send her on her way. Yeah. Um, no, but when you guys um, approach uh, New Lone Tree um, back in the in the Serpent's Back, like it's late because remember it's so much farther north. It's like late fall. Like it's only like September, but it's already late fall there. And so like the leaves are like at their most verdant and brittle. Um, and, uh, you, when you get there, Tilden Tax tower is already outside of town, like a ways outside of town. Cause you remember like wicker put up that big bubble mm-hmm. so yeah. nobody could te- teleport in. So it like, it's, it's close, but like an awkward distance, yeah. you know, like ugh. they have to track, <laughs> they have to walk. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're probably like, they probably shouted at somebody about that for the, sure. The golems are carrying a bunch of gear. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and like as the ship comes in, um, you can see there's a group gathered out um, inside the gates waiting for you. And, and you know it's it's the usual suspects. It's Egwene, Meridian, Skua, Pond, Latima, Vea, and Tilda and Tirantak now. But they're kind of standing apart from the rest of it. You know. Um, yeah, so, uh, ship comes down, and I think they're looking forward to seeing you, um, um, and I think Vea notices all of her families here first, Yeah, and she just kind of goes over the moon, she, like, throws herself around her father's neck, um, and is almost crying about the fact that Sin is taller than her now, um, and is, like, so proud of Finn for, for getting married, finally, <laughs> Um, and I think it's a little weird because like, uh, I think Duncan and Brim, you can both see this, like Brim, you've gone through a whole host of transformations. So yeah. like, of course you look different, but like Vea has gone through a subtler transformation. Like she, when you see her next to her, like noble family, she looks kind of unkempt. Um, but she's wearing Lone Tree like style clothing and her hair is not as well done up. Like she's not as like put together. It's um, noble yeah who's running the town now uh 
it like who's running this place? <laughs> it's a it's um I think the people who got um like Egwene is probably in like the most prominent position. <laughs> She's um, the new chiefess. I think she and I think she and Meridian about split power, uh-huh. and then I think like the next level down is Meridian uh, or not Meridian uh, Pond, uh, Latima and Vea are kind of in charge after that. What it has th- have things been rebuilt? As best as they can be. Is there a statue of me slaying the dragon? Uh, no. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, resources went towards functionality over... <laughs> Brim promised his brothers that there was going to be a statue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I they swear, guys, I swear. Um, they're going to build it. And then, you're, and then you're like, okay, okay, come, come see the sword I used to kill it at least. Yeah. And then they're not impressed by that either because it's like this kind of like flashy small thing yeah do i i like to think i have a scar on my on my arm from where the dragon cut me but it's not nearly as cool as like <laughs> duncan, duncan having crystal scars yeah. and like a artificial yeah. at one arm. point you show them a scar on the on the ship and i'm like hey you guys want to see a real cool scar <laughs> damn <laughs> um but i think i think meridian notices first she's like where's that me You want to explain this one? You explained it the past two times. Yeah, I can. <clears throat> I'm going to try and be as concise as I can be about this. As <clears throat> Etni made a conscious decision to uh, pass. Essentially, we had to go to death to steal <clears throat> to steal knowledge. We had to go to his death's library and. Uh, Etni is with Thorn now. We got to say goodbye. We, we saw Thorn. We saw Thorn. We know that she's in good hands, at least. She's with him and Wicker. Okay. I think, like, Meridian, like, has to swallow her feelings here. Because mm-hmm. um, it brings up both Etni and Thorn. Yeah, that's really complicated for, yeah. for Meridian there. Um, I think... I think a... Gwen and Latima get hit pretty hard by that. Um, you guys weren't on this recording, but Latima and um, Etni like spent like that whole month and a half while you guys were gone, like hanging out, um, and they got close. And Gwen and Etni were close during the quiet year, so I think that there's just like, like, like you know, you've got you you guys had to mourn <laughs> about this, and then you had to come back and you had to tell Warm Cotton, and then you guys had to tell Tyr and Ta- like mm-hmm. you guys have watched this wave happen a few times um so i don't think you guys need to linger on that no i don't i don't think so i think brim kind of like moved and moves on Mm -hmm. well actually no because brim's kind of in charge now so he can't just like walk off like he usually does you like feel that urge to just leave but then you're like no there's too little time yeah and also brim has been like an organizer and decision maker in a lot of this especially he's been like basically like in between i think tilda's the one who's like there's 10 days we have 10 days so if you're quite ready um we'll gather anybody who's anybody and um, meet you up at the keep. Right away. Excellent. Great. And like she kind of like walks off. Like she and Tyrantac have like the most like we're here, mm-hmm. but we are not happy about it. Like yeah. Yeah. vibe. Like 
you got their favorite person <laughs> killed <laughs> in their eyes and you're asking them to get rid of magic like they're not they're not pleased we suck they agree, yeah. they agree with you that this is the morally right decision uh-huh. and they're gonna do it god damn gods be yeah, damn yeah. but like they're not they don't have to be happy about it they don't uh-huh. have to like you guys they don't have to be nice you know that's that's kind of where they're at um so they're heading up um does do any of you catch anybody else um i think brim just has like a few i don't think it's a scene but he just has like a few passing words with vea yeah um, yeah. just kind of explaining the situation and i think he kind of like leaves his his family and vea to like do their thing right they're gonna I think they're they're catching up, but they want to be there. Your father wants to be there. Yeah. Your father will not be excluded from any decision making process <laughs> yeah. of any uh-huh. kind. Yeah, dude, that's understandable. <laughs> it's the no it's the nobility in him. Yeah, it's like, like, no, if people are gonna be doing something, I'm gonna be the one who's there. <laughs> yeah. Sitting in a very big chair and, <laughs> and making um, calls. Yeah. Um I think uh Haya's gonna be there as well, Brim. Um, your old commando. Yeah. Um I think Vea catches your eye, Duncan, and, like, moves to, like, like she smiles because she's happy you're yeah, here and yeah. safe. And then, like, remembers that, like, I'm giving him space and, like, starts to walk off. Um, I think I, I catch up with her. And I say, hey, Vea. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, is my family there? <laughs> I think they're... Uh, uh, you know what? I think... I think Fenlin and Cinna slow down to uh-huh. remain in earshot. Like, yeah. I'm imagining Brim, you and your dad are like ahead and already talking some <laughs> yeah. business yeah. as you're going, like yeah. oblivious to this. <laughs> I also, I also bet you anything that Skua and Meridian are listening because fun gossip. Um, uh-huh. I, um, <clears throat> I met your your family, your dad, your brothers. They're uh... and how did you find them? Great. Oh, great. <laughs> so great they're so welcoming and nice they scared the shit out of me it really frightened me but they're cool they seem like really good people um i just also wanted to say uh unprompted by them scaring me um i am sorry for the way i handled things before i left and i know i said we would talk when i got back and and i'm ready to do that and i i do have something important to tell you but just for you and and i think it's got to wait until this is all over i think she kind of drops her formal act and she's like yeah i'm not super proud of how frustrated i got either i i hit you with a sword i needed it though (laughs) and now i have a sword and it's great and i it's most it's like half my sword yeah it's work too it's a big great sword it is actually literally a great sword. <laughs> That's I, the name I for think, that type of I sword. I think you can like hear Meridian just go, oh, <laughs> like in the distance. Um, and like I bet this, like I bet you're. <laughs> That's both, a pretty cool coincidence. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't I, plan to say that. <laughs> I bet the, both you and her are like, uh, yep, and like trying to like, like yeah. just like we said the Ooh. things, and we're gonna like go into the keep now. <laughs> I mean, what are the odds that I would say that? <laughs> I think Meridian pats you on the back. Uh-huh. Duncan like Vea like, walks ahead of the yeah. Meridian because like, she's like, "You did your best." 
I think me and my father, I don't, I don't want to play it out, but we're in like full strategy mode. Yeah. It's like and, discussions. And, and he's it's pulling like, at parts of the mountain. He's like, no, we can put something there. He's like, you got to fix this wall. I know exactly And Brim's like, there's a, the entire mountain is hollow and, and, and your father's like, I'm sorry. It's a perfect defense. Why haven't the orcs ruled the entirety of this continent? And he's like, like he's just doing like that. He's just going on and yeah. on and on. I have to talk to you about conquest at some point. You have an absolute... You're sitting on a gold mine here. Um, any any other scenes? Because I, I really... I'm 100% clear. We are literally ru- running out the clock right now. If you yeah. want if scenes, you have to advocate for them now. If we're going to the keep... I mean, at some point, I want to talk to my mom. Mm-hmm. I could that. wait until after the keep. Okay, yeah. 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about it, but I really just don't think that I have any scenes. Okay. Except for maybe with yeah. Fenland. There's stuff I might do after the Maybe council. Warm Cotton too. Yeah, maybe one with Fenland and maybe one with Ingvild. We could jot these down while we Well, Ingvild's not here. Remember. Well. Maybe she'll show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a few... I'm just saying there's a few chunks of time left with which to have, like, free reign to have scenes. Conversations and, like, and stuff. Yeah. And so... This is one of the last ones, so I, I just don't want it to pass without people getting what they That's want to see. But it sounds like we're heading to the council. Yeah. So you guys are in the big low room of the keep that we've been in for a while, you know. Big stone hearth. Where we held Wicker's body. Oh, no, that was, on, was top. on the roof of the keep. This is where those first few feasts happened when you first got here. It's where Etni held, um, held court. It's where all kinds... Of, like, this is where decisions have been made, um, and it's mostly empty right now. And I think, I think Pond and, and Meridian kind of insist that we do it the orcish way, which is no big table, no fancy anything. They just light the fire, and everyone's just supposed to sit around it. Like everybody has to be on even keel here. Like it's too important. It's too big, and they're kind of, and then they're like, "This is our place." Mm-hmm. We're going to do it our way. Um, in, so I yeah. think also in Duncan's eyes, he's like, I once ruled this place, but I'm not in charge anymore. And for like a, and that's like a conscious thing. He's like, right now I'm just like a sword. I'm just like a fighter in this fight. And it's kind of a relief to not have the pressure of all that. And to be like, no, we're all in this the same amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Brim kind of feels a certain way. I feel like he's, at this point, he know he feels like he's just a weapon, but like he has, he would feel invincible, but he has like other things that he has to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Tilda stands up and like I, I feel like that upsets Pond and Meridian a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, but Pond and Meridian know Tilda they do, they do, they, they don't, they come to the hunt or whatever yeah and there's been tensions before Uh (laughs) um so they let her they let tilda stand and tilda like pulls her brown hair back into like a into like a really messy bun and like duncan you you met her when she was on vacation Uh (laughs) and like you can see the stress on has of these last two years have aged her visibly um and like she breathes in and she says, I am just going to go over it once. So everybody listen close. <clears throat> Duncan gets out a parchment and a quill. <laughs> In ten days time, 
Saren breathes, and all the ley lines will loosen their structure like a wire coming unwound. During this moment, with the information stolen from Aro and Lord Vita, we have a plan. The plan is in two parts. A. We will dissolve all of the ley lines in the world, so that nobody can use them for evil. But that will come at the cost of arcane magic users no longer being born. And I think at this, both Meridian and Skua and, and Pond, where ritualists are like a big part of their culture, like all kind of bristle at that, because um, it would mean a change for them. And then, and until it continues. And the second part, part B, if you would, is to undo the magic that myself and Tyrantak used to create the Breathless, Caspin's undead army. I would like to apologize. I was afraid, and I couldn't see a better solution. I don't like this. But it's the right thing. However, in order to execute this plan, myself and Tyrantak will need to perform a ritual on the Serpent's Back mountain range. And we will need a third mage to help with that. They both kind of like eye pond. The only other mage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as we understand, through scrying and through what Brim and Duncan have told us, we can expect that Caspin... And half the deities, and she like looks at Duncan, Ardo, Lord Vita, and and, and Talreen. 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 <laughs> well, Caspin and them, they do not want our ritual to come to pass. For now, their goals align, and so I believe that they will plan to send a very specialized force to stop the ritual. They know what happens when you send an army to Lone Tree. For everyone's safety, Lone Tree should evacuate to the open wilds of Tyria. So the only four questions that remain, who do we think is coming to attack us? Who will be helping Tilda and Tyrantak? Who is leaving to guide and protect the citizens? And who is staying to guard the ritual? And then Tilda sits down. And I think the easy one gets answered. I think Pond looks around like, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, nobody else can. Nobody else can. Etni's gone. Wicker's gone. I think we've come this far. All of you know by now where you belong, where your best, where your skills are best suited. So I think we just volunteer. I'll start. I'm going to guard the ritual. I will as well. Saitel says, I will stay with my son. And your brothers are like, yeah, <laughs> we're saying too. Haya says, I'll stay in guard. Warm cotton. Guard. Um, 
Latima says, I'll go with the, with, with the evacuees. I've done it before. Egwene says, I should go, right? Yeah, yeah, I should go. Skua and and Skua says, I'll I'll go. And Meridian's like, they're gonna need some muscle. What do you think, Duncan? I think we should send whoever has the most. I wink at Meridian. <laughs> she laughs. All right. Wait, what did Vea say? We're getting there. Okay. <laughs> um. And Vea says, I have to stay with my family. I'll stay in guard. I think Brim just what? absolutely glares at her. He's he's not gonna stand up and challenge her here, but he's not happy. Duncan sucks at a breath. <laughs> Tilda looks around and says, "Right, right, right, right." Who can you think of who might come? Wow. Against us? <laughs> well, we did. Let's see. Who did we piss off? Um, <laughs> we the list. Arcane Archie. Quintenius. We, I think we upset him a little bit. Or no, we kind of ended on good terms with him. Um, Zaggazar. Zaggazar, he realized something yeah. was going on when he met me that did not go well. Let's see, a lot of, I think, assassins. We run into some assassins before. They tried to burn the village down. Um, Any paladin of... Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of the paladins. Meralda twice slain, head of the academy, uh, paladin for Talreen. Yeah, and I think about it, she'll definitely be coming. Yeah, she'll be on the way. I think that's about it. Yeah, that, that's about it. Just some of the most powerful <laughs> Tilda says. <laughs> Tilda says, I... Sir Ollie and Arrows, perhaps. Who is that? He's the Emperor's right hand man. Okay. Like commander of the guard or the Emperor's guard. His first ranger. First ranger. Thank you, Tilda. That's what the word I was looking for. Well. I met him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Here's hoping for the best. This is in character. Uh (laughs) Tilda says. Tarantac, Pond, with me. We need to get to work. And they stand up and leave. And I think Meridian's like, all right, evacuation team. <laughs> We've got thousands of people to move. Let's go. Wow. And Meridian leads out Latima, Egwene, um, Skua, and I believe herself. Um, and then... never see them again. And then um, Brim, your, your family and your two former commandos stand up. And they're like, and they all kind of look at you and Duncan. <laughs> Feels weird. <clears throat> we'll go get armed. Is there anyone fighting alongside us who's not a breakwater? I mean, technically, Haya and Warm Cotton aren't breakwaters. Mm, true. They're elves, huh? But it's all elves and me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think... Uh, shortest council ever. I think Brim yeah. looks at Vea before she leaves. And uh, all he says is... If you die, we and they die, that's it for Breakwater. Just make sure you take that into consideration. 
and she's, then he, I think he just leaves. I don't think he gets. I don't think he gets a. There's no chance for rebuttal because I he doesn't want to argue with her. I think he just wants to let her know kind of what he feels about the situation. Yeah, she doesn't love that. She doesn't love not getting a word. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that she doesn't love that, but I don't. I think Brim knows that. Fair. I didn't realize Vea would be fighting. Maybe I should tell her what I was going to tell her beforehand. Or no, you just gotta wait. Yeah. Because if you tell her beforehand, then one of you guys dies. Hey, that's what you wanted to avoid in the first place, right? If you died, it's the same deal if she dies. That's true. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'll wait to break up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's the conversation yeah. <laughs> right before the battle. All right. So you guys. So there's. I think Brim grabs uh, grabs Rose too. Wow. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Ugh. On the way out. I, Duncan notices, must notice that. Uh-huh. I, I, I <laughs> From far back on the other side of the key. <laughs> Just like, oh, okay. <laughs> One, yeah. Um, has, okay, I, have the, have the barracks been rebuilt? No, they haven't because there's no one to fill them since the dragon. <laughs> What's the point of having barracks? I thought that they would have established like a volunteer guard or something. Well, they did, and then they all, like, they're most back, of them died. They're back in the old <laughs> A barn. A new volunteer guard. <laughs> they're back in the old barn. Okay. Um, back in the barn. <laughs> what are we defending? What area are we defending? Well, let's get there in a minute. Because um, we can definitely go over that. This is probably the time to go over it. I just want to say, now that the council's over, this is, these ten days are wide open. Are the um, people being evacuated? Yeah, they're... Yeah. They're being eva- They're trying to be evacuated within like the first. They're trying to do that in like six days. Uh-huh. Give themselves a little bit of like wiggle room. So I want to talk to my mom. Okay. Um, I have a question to ask Watma as well. Okay. Um, which one should I do first? Or do you have other stuff to say? Um, nope. I I don't I don't have anything here. This is all time for for you guys. What, what was it? What I just said. The things that I wanted to do. Uh, defend. You want to figure out what what places you're defending right no no well yes yes but i also wanted to talk to some people but i can't remember okay oh i think i want to talk to my brother fenlin yeah warm cotton yeah i also want no not warm cotton not warm cotton no it was ingfield but whatever i also want to pray to the gods talk to the gods for the battle okay all right so let's let's wait no i you can cut that out I'll come to that realization later, I think. No, I want to talk to the gods. Yeah, I want to talk to the gods before the battle. You're, you're Duncan Selmy. You're the pat. Like, that's what My you do. My whole thing is talking to gods. <laughs> yeah. Love talking to gods. Talking, talking gods to this god. Talking to that god. Talking gods. Talking to the gods. So I'll talk to Latima and my, or my mom first. Why don't we start with Latima? Like, okay. This can maybe be like, where do you want to set this scene? I think it's that night. That night? That very, that very same night? Or a couple nights later. Because maybe we all catch up first, but a couple nights later, I'm just yeah. alone. Maybe she, maybe you're down in the in the bottom floor of the keep, and she uh-huh. like comes back downstairs from putting her son to bed, and she's like, "Oh, oh I forgot she had a son. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot you had a son. <laughs> oh wow. <clears throat> um, she's like, uh, Lord, do I, should I still call you Lord Duncan? Call, just call me Duncan. I think we're out on that first name basis, Latima." 
I don't even know your last name, Latima. I don't have a last name. Oh. Most people don't. Even Capri? Generally. Oh. Last names are for important people, she says, and she like goes over and stokes the fire. Hey, uh, <laughs> I wasn't an important person. But I'm still a Selmy. Well, maybe, lucky you. Maybe that's a Tully, a Tullian thing. <sighs> I just hoped that I would be important enough that my last name would mean something. She looks back at you. She's like, I'm fairly certain it will at this point. Latima, please. <laughs> so kind. Paladins of two gods get remembered forever. Three. Well. Even even people in Anto knew Wim Hallowheart's name. It's true. How's your um, <clears throat> how's your son? How's he doing? What's his name again? Marka. Marka. He's scared. I bet. Sad to be moving again, but... Yeah, it's only temporary, though. You'll come home. I really hope so. Yeah. I like too. it here. Before, um... Actually, glad you came down here. Before, um, this whole ball started rolling, before I went to the dwarves, you... You gave me this, and I take out the necklace that has all of the, um, gods on it. Mm-hmm. Every single deity image the the temple paramount amulet? yeah yeah you told me that the temple paramount believes in the the unifying power of all the gods that the strongest forces all of them together i suppose yeah yeah do you still believe that hmm she like looks she turns away from the fire and like looks at you and she's like You've read a good number of the scripture stories, I'm sure. I I browse. I Sparknotes did. <laughs> for, I did first year theology, and I got a C. Theology so. one thousand. Yeah, I did theology, <laughs> theology one thousand. Um, and I I can get around. Yes. Well, <clears throat> then you know that the all the deities have done wonderful and terrible things. It's true. It's aspects. Mm-hmm. You want to be forgiving and loving like Lady Mira. You want to care. But you don't want to be passive. You don't want to be the good man doing nothing with a rigid pacifism, sure. You want to love freely like Gladine. But you don't want to be jealous. Right? Duncan's nodding his head to all of this. I think the real message is if you take the best parts that they can represent, they can make you better. You stronger. From the way they're depicted in the stories, I'm not sure that all six of them could ever get along over anything. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no, they couldn't. They could not. <clears throat> Why do you ask? I, we, are faced with the choice that, you know, half of the gods want to have their own world, another half want to have their their own too. 
and um, and I guess if you want the good, you'd have to take a little bit of the bad. And the only thing that really makes us truly good is is that bad too. And God knows my gods aren't good, and God gods know that the ones against us are aren't that evil either. Um, I just want to make sure that. Well, I guess I'm asking myself, who am I to decide, you know, what should stay and what should go? And and maybe the best thing to do is to to keep it all and have us just keep figuring it out and keep stumbling forward rather than calling it quits. She nods. And then she says, you say, who are you? Who are they to decide anything? It's all about circumstance. Maybe once this is over, it's something that all these paladins should really sit down and figure out. I feel like we've all been following our own people for so long. We've stopped caring about other people. She nods and she says, also with no mages to balance that out. Paladins might have a bit of a monopoly on magical power. That's got to be handled responsibly. Someone should really do that job. She's like, well, it's not going to be me. <laughs> I need to go check on some things. Is there anything else I can well, do? And you got you? a kid. <laughs> That's a big job. Well, he's asleep. Yeah. <clears throat> um,. No, no, a lot to my it's fine. I might um I think yeah, that's Thank you. You've given me a lot to think about. You as well. And she like walks out. And then um I think Duncan takes a little more time in there. And that's that's sort of the room I think where we've put up the deities, like the idols that people pray to. Or oh, or the room? it's a different room but it's connected to this yeah. one, like the door. Here. I think Duncan sort of just paces around a little bit. He takes out that, he's like digging through his bags in his room as he's unpacking. Mm-hmm. He takes out Wicker's pipe and he smokes it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And Wicker is probably the wisest person he knew and the one who he like trusted implicitly. And he thinks about him. And then finally he reaches in. Um, he reaches into his bag and he takes out this crumpled, mashed up, like stained piece of parchment uh-huh. that was given to him by Meralda, twice slain. Right, right. And he spreads it out on his like front desk. And it's the thing that if he signs it from the peak, mm-hmm. he's a, officially a paladin. I think he dips his quill in ink and he's like, well, someone's got to do this job. I think he kind of smiles to himself. And clumsily scrolls Duncan and then takes a little more time on the last name. <laughs> Sell me. Onto the piece of paper and then just folds it up and tucks it back into his pocket. Hey everyone, it's me, Dane. You're here with me in the intermission. Thanks for listening to the Level 1 Podcast. Uh, it means the world that you listen. We work so hard to make it for you, so thanks for, thanks for being here. Um, 
As always, you can follow us at level underscore podcast on Twitter. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you found us. It helps other people find the show and helps us build an audience. So thanks for taking the time to do that. Um, special thanks as always this week to Sage Latora and Adam Cowell for designing Dungeon World. Special thanks also to TabletopAudio.com, which is where all of our sound effects, sound designs come from. Um, you can go there and uh, kind of up your personal at-the-table game. It's a really cool thing. Go take the time to check it out. Additional thanks to Chris Wilson, who designed the Elementalist playbook. Some thanks to Peter Johansson, who built the Vampire, Baron, and warlord playbooks all of which made a huge difference in this season um firebrands was designed by d vincent baker and music was by dane fogdahl well it looks like that's it for the intermission um we're here for the role playing not so much the rolling i've kept you here too long let's get back to the show so brim do you want to go over defenses in the morning or do you want to talk to somebody i i would actually I actually forgot about this, but at the end of last session, I was very excited about the prospect of trying to communicate with someone. Okay, let's save that for later. <laughs> okay, <laughs> actually, if we want to screen down, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking after talking to Latima mm-hmm. because my whole I've come to this realization, even me personally, yeah, that it's like um, Lord Vita needs to change and like and and try and you know not be as evil, but also he has good things about him too. That means my gods aren't perfect either yeah and so i think i want to have a true audience and see if i can bring you with me okay yeah and then we can talk to ismal yeah let's save that for a little later okay what were the other two things i want to do you wanted to talk to fen and you wanted to look over defenses right fences yeah defense defense okay (laughs) built some fences uh we're all the twice state slaying stay out (laughs) yeah (laughs) design Got my line. There's a small fence around the ritual. It's yeah, like, that'll stop them. Yeah, solved it. I think. I think I actually just want to. I don't really want to do a dialogue scene, mm-hmm. but I. I want to do a scene where like, uh, Fen and Cinna and Brim kind of have like a, like a, like a brothers, like a brothers like day. Like they have like a whole day. They just like okay, take it. You got to tell like, me what's in this day. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I will yeah, tell, I will. Me, tell yeah. me what you guys do. Yeah, montage this day for me. Yeah, well, I think I think it's just kind of like you know it starts off with like you know they just they go for like a small hike in the morning like you know they all talk they all talk about it like the night before like hey you know let's go mm-hmm. you know have a day it's like three brothers like it's been yeah. a long time since we've seen each other especially because Sin has changed a lot right they go for a hike and you know Brim kind of just like shows them like the area a little bit the places he's the place where he's been living for half a year <laughs> yeah exactly yeah the place that he's been living for half a year and they they go on a hike and they kind of like see the nature and then they uh come back what happened to the dragon bones by the way uh they got placed on top of the keep yeah there's a giant <laughs> dragon skull, skull. yeah oh sick yeah uh and i think you know they kind of walk around they maybe play a little bit of flog yeah, <laughs> hit the legs. Yeah, Pete shows him how to play flog. Let's yeah, bar- let you guys Pete, borrow his club. He's a caddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, no, no, no. What you want him to do is you don't want you're bending over too much. Pete's got three bags of yeah, clubs, yeah. so walking behind. Then I just think you know they all sit down in the evening and they like have a drink with like their father. Mm-hmm. And I think like uh, you know it's just kind of one of those things where they're all sitting in silence, but it's like a it's like a 
calming silence but that also has like some sort of anxiety into it they're sitting around a fire everybody has blankets and yeah uh brim snuck cinnamon mead or something <laughs> into his like hot chocolate or whatever he was supposed to be drinking yeah and uh you know they just kind of sit there and think and i think that they eventually all just fall asleep yeah in, like rocking chairs basically yeah. <laughs> in front of a fire i think this is like you can see like vea comes in and just like like clicks her tongue like and like tucks all four of her all four of her boys <laughs> yes yeah. yeah all right do you want to hop back to duncan i'm getting dinner at my mom's house well, my mom's house has been destroyed. She lives with Byron Bellows now. Have I ever even met yeah. your mom? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, had to have happened. Yeah, you've met yeah, her. Yeah. yeah, of course. I have. I I've invited been like you over scene. for dinner a couple yeah. times. You Maybe. should have dinner too. Yeah, it could be another day. Yeah, okay. I think the I think uh, yeah I think the next next evening, I think uh, I think Egwene's there because Egwene and your mom are close. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bellows is there. Um, and like I think. The house is half yeah. empty because everybody's leaving. I think also though, um, Brim is like Brim's hanging out with his brother, so he's a little late, mm-hmm. and it it feels like you know if I had never gone to the peak, if I had never left within these walls, this is what life would have been like. It yeah. would have been me and Egwene. My mom probably would have been with Byron Bellows anyway because my yeah. dad is gone. So it's a big dinner. It's just the four of us right now. Okay. Yeah. And it's sort of like... And then I think Pete stops by. Yeah. Or something. yeah. And it's like, this is what my Lone Tree life would have been like if I... If you'd stayed. Yeah. And if Ismael had never, like, chosen me. Yeah. Yeah. No Thorn, no Etni. Yeah. No crazy element throwing people. No teleporting uh-huh. across the, the country. No crazy... Yeah. Uh, uh, what's, oh, what's the word? Um... Lady Lashana's Raving Roving Minstrels. Yeah, yeah, none of that. I'd probably be... No uh, flying ships. I'd be a blacksmith in training or a farmhand. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> How does it make Duncan feel? Like, does it feel that way for a minute? And then, like, he catches a glimpse of himself in the mirror and, like, yeah. he, like, puts his arm up on the table, like, an elbow down and he, like, sees that he's got this, like, wooden and silk wrapped hand, fake hand... Well, not fake, but prosthetic uh-huh. hand. And then all of a sudden, like with the lights flickering in the fire mm-hmm. and above the dinner table. And no one's really talking to Duncan at this moment. Everyone's laughing about something else. Or, And I sort of look around and everything seems like somewhat faded. As yeah. if like this isn't actual reality. Yeah. And then maybe Brim knocks on the door. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like what could have been. Yeah. And then I open it for my... <laughs> vampiric elven friend yeah, yeah. <laughs> with horns yeah. yeah you're like yep my life yeah. is fucked he's <laughs> 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 got like a gigantic like grin on his face uh-huh. yeah but at the same time i think it probably feels i don't know it feels like when you kind of snap out of it you're like yeah yeah this is this is what i was like meant to do uh-huh and duncan's a little sad by that but he's like no all these people are still in my life yeah. It's just interesting. And now I, there's so many new people in my life as well. Right. You probably see like Meridian waves at you guys yeah. as you walk down the street. Yeah. <laughs> the seven foot tall orc lady. Like, uh-huh. I also yeah. want to ask my mom off to the side. I'm like, is Byron Bellows going to be my new dad? She's like, that's not how that works, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Shut down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I just want you to know I'm not going to call him dad. 
Yeah. No, but I want you to be happy, Mom. So, you know, you do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. And don't die, Mom. Because, I don't know if you noticed, but I worked pretty hard to keep you alive. (laughs) And I think it's sort of, and I think we're even. Because I've repaid you for about 20 years of you keeping me alive with food and nurturing me. And then I fought a dragon and teleported the entire town basically to save you, Mom. So, best son ever, maybe? I think she's like, you were always the best son ever. Aww. But we'll be safe. Besides... Who wouldn't feel safe with Meridian? That's true. At the same time, Brim <laughs> accidentally crushes part of the table. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'll fix that. <laughs> Still used to my new strength. <laughs> um, do you want to see anything else here? No, that sounds good. Or do we kind of just like pan out from the house? Yeah. And like see all the other flickering lights and you can like imagine uh-huh. that like, eh, this is kind of happening all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's having these sort of moments yeah i think uh what what day is it is it, can can it be past everyone leaving do you want to talk to anyone um do i need latima's help for a true audience i think you will okay because i don't think brim can help you especially if you want to try and drag him along with you i do okay i think um i think then i i go to latima on the last day mm-hmm. um and i say hey um I, I, let me help you if there's anything you need to take care of. I, I just need a favor from you. She's like, um, will it take long? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we did it before, so maybe we got it down a little better, but I just need your help guiding me through that meditation again. Okay. She's like, if it, if it's that important, um, she like looks at Egwene and Egwene kind of like her, like you can see Egwene's heart sink because she knows she's about to take on uh-huh. twice the work. Egwene, you can take care of it, right? God, you're the best. You're so good. Thank you so much. <laughs> so she, Egwene's just like, I got it. And like goes off and like you can see like, uh, um, like Latima has to go like drop Marka off with Skua and Meridian for like babysitting uh-huh. and then she'll meet you there. Um, and she's like, same as last time. Uh, Brim walks in. <laughs> I might be bringing a plus one. She's like, okay. That's a has different he, page he, of the he, book. <laughs> and she's like, is there, is, has, have they gone through meditation training or they, have they practiced with the... Bram, you meditated before, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I have memories of, of yeah. it. Oh, in, hey. In he has all of Very terrifying, memories. honestly. Yeah. Coffin, it was very terrifying. How, he slept how, before. He knows what sleep is like. How, how comfortable are you with the scriptures? Oh, so comfortable. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. Mm-hmm. I think lots of size. <laughs> we have to lie so we can get into this cool club. Um, so you guys uh, start the meditation process. And like, Brim, what is it like to do this? Because this sounds hard for someone who hasn't trained. Uh, I think it's really, I think it's really difficult. Uh, I think Brim is like trying really hard not to like think. Yeah. Because it's a day and a night yeah, worth of, like, work here. Yeah. And I think he's just, I don't know, he's trying to just, like, stay basically as small as he possibly can at all times. Yeah. And just, like, get out of the way as much as possible. Right. And I think one thing that is good, though, is Latima's voice is really soothing. She's really good at this. Um, I think the one weird thing is, I bet the, like, Duncan, you feel like you and Brim's spirits are merging a little bit so that you can pull him along, mm-hmm. which thankfully is a 
feeling you guys have done before because brim is a weird emotion vampire so like yeah so do you want to read that move yeah since this might be the last dungeon world we ever dungeon world roll this move is called a true audience written especially for a palazone of my nature when you spend a day and a night in guided prayer and meditation, tell the GM who is guiding you, Latima, and we roll plus const- our constitution. On a 10 plus, you are granted an audience with the deities who you are connected to and your connection to them is stable. You may stay in audience with them as long as your deities allow. On a 7 to 9, the connection is weak. The audience won't last long. You may ask a number of questions and or start a number of topics of conversation that do not exceed 3. On a six or lower, you still gain a weak connection as a seven to nine, but there's an uninvited guest as well. I really hope Brim is an bad. invited guest. The GM may still make a move as hard as they want. Okay, so what I'm going to say is here's a couple factors to take, <clears throat> take into account. Mm-hmm. Brim sucks at this. Yeah. Latima's good at this. I think that about evens itself out. Okay. Ismal does not want him here at all. Uh-huh. I think you're going to take disadvantage. What about Lady Mira and Gladine? They consider him good they, or neutral. They don't consider him bad. So could they also counterbalance his rage, the two of them? I, I think that's why this is happening at all. Okay. <laughs> I think if not for Gladine and, and Lady Mira, this would just be shut down in this avenue. Like, this wouldn't be possible. He's like, you're not bringing that into my house. <laughs> right. So you have to roll 3d6, take the lower two, plus your constitution, which is... God. My constitution's a plus one. Yep. Can I help at all? No. You can't aid. You can't aid. No. He ha- He is a. He is a passenger. He has to sit there and get taken where he gets taken. Okay, he well, cannot. Watch, watch this. Watch yeah. this. Good. Okay. So that's so a nine. Take the, no, you take the lower two. Oh, that's you have right. disadvantage. Fuck. That's a six. Fuck. Right. I'm not gonna say mark XP because it's. Unless you just want to rack up points, I mean. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, we I botch it every time I've done it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So Brim, you've been to 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 Death's house. Yeah, this is the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, um, it's I described it before as somewhere between a bathhouse and a healing house and a greenhouse. Uh huh. Um. And you go with Duncan. Duncan, like, walks... Like, it feels like maze-like um, or like an M.C. Escher painting for a little bit, you know? And Duncan seems to be following, like, worry, singing. I know this place, man. Yeah. Just stick with me. How does it feel to be... This is cool. This is a memory that Ingvild has no basis for. No. Hey, Brim. Since we're still in Dungeon World, yeah, do you have I'm, any hunger? I'm gonna... No, I don't, actually. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because this is... This is definitely a place that is holy to Ismal and a hundred percent a weakness of yours. Yes, I know, but I'm I'm sealing myself to it because I'm yeah. trying to remove. Well, not directly trying to remove this weakness, but it, you, you're powering through. Yes. How does that How does that feel to have to like to feel physically repulsed by this place? Well, I feel like he's he's like basically walking. He's like walking through water, and actually, I'm just gonna spend a passion to resist it. Okay. Uh, so he, he is resisting it. Yeah. You know, but he, it's still tough. It's yeah. still like, you know, fighting through. Yeah. 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 Through. Like you're spending energy to make this happen. Yes. Yeah. But I think sense. at the same time, like Brim's mind is so steeled. Like he's so determined to like talk to you small and, gotcha. like, and like tell him like what he's going to do for you. 
Seaspawn and like for Seaspawn to like acknowledge the vampires, like the vampire, not the vampires, but to acknowledge like this the sacrifice he's making towards Brim's quote unquote god, kind yeah. of. Yeah, with like he's making a sacrifice for for like he's going against Lord Vita, which he would technically be more aligned with he's going against lord vita to basically like do this because he gotcha. believes it's right and like he wants to like i, I lean to brim's like save him for the guy save him for the big guy <laughs> so brim's like talking himself yeah. through this I'm like hey man i know where you're coming from that's why i brought you like save it for because i'm gonna warn you up front you can be very scary so you guys like enter into the courtyard and like <laughs> normally duncan every time you've been here there's been a table and like tea and chairs oh. um this time, uh, there's there's still the big tree in the middle, but um, there's a throne built into it, and two others, and Ismal's there in full armor, sword and shield, um, like shield on his back, sword in front of him that like he's putting his hands on the pommel, like and it's down, and like I feel like both Gladine and Lady Mira are on his other two his two sides and look just the most upset. Not at you guys, but at him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and, like, Yzma stands, um, and he, like, hits the ground with his, um, with, with the, his sheathed sword, and he says, Duncan, why have you brought this into my home? Uh, first of all, hi. Um, and I think by this, you mean, why have I brought a friend? to our home. I think Gladine stands up and like, um, I don't know how well I've ever described Gladine, but she's like a relatively like dark-skinned woman and she comes over to Brim and like, like kind of like, it's pretty like intimate and like flirtatious the way she kind of like puts drapes herself around you. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Because this is, that's just who she is and she says, you are so welcome, Lord Brimgard. Aren't you? And she, like, is, like, pointedly, like... She walked around so she could, like, make, like, eye, direct eye contact okay. with Yzmal. And uh, Lady Mira's like, yes, he is quite welcome. Like, thank it's you. super frosty. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, <laughs> I think Brim's just like, thank you, my ladies. And and both, both your goddesses, like, kind of look at you, Duncan, like, you're fine. Like, it's in the same way that, like, sometimes, yeah. like, a family member's like, he's being a dick, let it oh. go, like, it's gonna work through this. Uh, Lady Mira, I got something you might want to put on the fridge, and I pull out my diploma, my <laughs> certification as a paladin. I think, um, I think she smiles at that, like, can't help but be a little proud. I think Gladine chuckles, like, she gets mm-hmm. the joke, and yeah. Yzma is just, like, not having it, like. Yeah, well, I think Brimgar has gotten, uh, like, a lot of strength from, like, Gladine, like, hanging on him. Yeah. Mostly just because she's a goddess, and there's no way that she doesn't have some sort of, like, aura. Oh my god, yeah. no, yeah, no, she's, she's, I think she may even be aware yeah. of, of what's happening to you magically, and is trying to ward it off for you. Yeah. Um, uh, I think so. And, uh, I think Brim kind of, like, glances at Duncan, as a, as if, like, to ask if he should talk now. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what, why don't you talk first, and then, uh, my thing is more about the, you know, giant world implications of the battle we're about to fight in a few days, so I'd best if you go. <laughs> this is sass. <laughs> uh, I think, I think Bram looks at you small and says, 
<clears throat> Lord Yismal, I'm sure that this is uh, about as uncomfortable for you as it is for me, so I think I'm perfectly comfortable. You are a pale imitation of things I have put down, child. It wasn't as good as I thought. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Duncan is like Brim's lawyer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool it, cool it. Walk back. Like, whispering to him on the bench. Like, you don't have to answer that, okay? You know, you're right. <laughs> you small, I have come here to... to point some things out to you. I have made many sacrifices to save... Your mother, who you are so upset that I was cut from, to be created. I've made many sacrifices. I've gone against Lord Vita and Aro to be here. I'm probably the only vampire who has ever spoke to you in this situation, although I won't say that for certain. I have come because if I do this, if I sacrifice all these things, and I'll do it either way, and I'll do it because I think it's the greater good. If I sacrifice this, I would like to ask for a pardon. He steps down from his throne. You speak to me of sacrifice. You speak to me of sacrifice. How many years have you lived? Not as many as you. I have lost my mother. I will be fighting my sister. I have left the place and the people and the beings and the things I've loved for millennia uncounted. To allow for a peace so that beings like you might exist. Do not speak to me of sacrifice. I'll speak to you. I'll speak to you of sacrifice, Yismal. I think I get it. <laughs> you have given me great power. You've given me great gifts, all of you have. But I'm gonna be honest. This goes for you, and it goes for Lady Mira and Claudine. All these powers have been in service of your goals. And you've protected me from great harm, but along the way I have suffered. I've lost friends, and I think I show my hand, and I show my tunic, and I think, and these could have been a lot worse, but they still are scars I bear in your name. And I'm about to do something <clears throat> that both, that all three of you probably wanted more than anything else. I don't know what I'm going to suffer for that. But I'm prepared to pay that price. And I think I've earned one favor from you. One favor that doesn't also work in your favor. And I think I want you to pardon not only Brim, but the creatures like him. Because if this world is going to continue living with all its gods, there's got to be some sort of compromise. And everyone knows that the people on the surface, the mortals, they've made that compromise. 
think it's fair that I ask that you do too. I think he... puts his sword on his belt. <sighs> Brimmin Duncan Brimmin. <laughs> <laughs> the pardon was granted months ago. Be grateful. You boys be grateful that I love these goddesses so much and think so highly of their Opinions. And he leaves. He leaves or he sits down? Or he just leaves the whole room? He just leaves the whole room. Like, he's not leaving like he's left you before, uh-huh. but like, yeah, yeah. he's just like, I, I cannot do this right now. I think Brim doesn't know what to do because he doesn't know if he can pull himself out of this area. <laughs> it's like, can we? Should I go? I'm like, oh no, you have to leave with me. Yeah. <laughs> I think Gladine um, lets you go, Brim. Okay. Um, and like, he feel the push of you well, in this place? A lot less. So I think she's like, he's fine. Yeah. He's a tough kid. <laughs> um, and the goddesses stand before you both, and they're like, is there anything else you'd ask of us? I don't know if you know, but we got a pretty big battle coming up. Um, anything you could offer, great. I'm not ashamed to admit I'm scared. You're going to have all of our help, Duncan. All of it. All of his as well. You've all been kind of mean to me a lot recently. Um... (laughs) Do you think he's proud of me? I think Lady Mira says, I've known him the longest. And what I'll say... Is it is not possible for Yzmaul to be frustrated or disappointed in people or things he does not already care about. If he didn't like you, if he didn't care about you, You'd have never heard from him again. You never would have heard from him in the first place. I think that makes Duncan feel a lot better. I I would just like to thank both of you. I don't think any words need to be said about why. They nod. Well, I gotta say some words. I love you guys so much. You've been so great. Can I I give them a hug? Yeah, they both hug you. (laughs) Um... I feel like I'm hugging my aunts. My, yeah. <laughs> my really fun, nice, loving aunts. Um, as you guys are leaving, because um, that's three. Brim said a thing, you said a thing mm-hmm. about sacrifice, and then... I think Brim on his way out, he's like... I hope if I really do live forever that we meet again one day. They nod. Please grow back over. Okay. Right, here okay. we go, baby. Right. Who is Great. the uninvited guest? I almost forgot we failed. Yeah, and we're about to walk up. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, that was easy. Yeah, I told you, wasn't it? What could possibly go wrong? Or is it going to be wild? Now, this is interesting. Oh, my goodness. Oh. 
<laughs> Brittle halfling man <laughs> walks down <laughs> the hall. Duncan Selmy and a vampire now. Uncle. <laughs> Nephew. <gasps> In Ismail, Lady Mira, and Gladian's Halls. Now that is certifiably interesting. It's interesting that you're here as well, I would say. I'm quite sneaky. How is your mother? Uh, she is doing well, last I talked to her. Drinking people, people under the table, as always. I do my best to carry on her legacy. He chuckles. Now. Oh, we still have this. We, we framed, still have this certification. Yeah, yeah, we framed your <laughs> most interesting party plaque. <laughs> I'm glad. I no. have it in my office. It's good to see you boys at the end. It's good to see you as well. It's somewhat comforting, if I might say. I think it, it tells us we're in the right place if you're here. I've always been here, all the turns of the age. Everything's going to be different in a couple days. Does seem that way. You know how? No. But I wanted to see the last two people, the four that were going to be at the fulcrum of it. I wanted to see them before the end. You might not see them after. <laughs> I might. I might not. I might <clears throat> not see them again. But. Well. How shall I say? Regardless, you'll be different. And, well, I do like seeing before and after. I give him, I give him a hug. <laughs> You're the man, Jor. <laughs> You're so great, dude. I pick him up yeah. and give him a hug. Because I have, like, a lot of... I've, I'm assuming that on top of my own memories of him, I have like a lot of pleasant many, memories. Many, many. Yeah, that you know that Latima girl's still kicking. Like she's so alive. She actually brought us here. Uh. She was always more special than she'll ever admit. I'll let her know that. And he, I think he hands you something. I think you thought you lost, or no, this is something that Thorn kept on him. That was lost. It's the etching of the day you and Etni and him met. Jor. Oh. Yeah, I remember that. In Napeville, you and Thorne got like a, like an etching done of you with, with Jor. <laughs> yeah, I remember we that. We got you a picture. Yeah, and Etni was in the background rolling her eyes, but like she's in there. Wow. Why is it whenever we run into Jor, we take a photo? <laughs> <laughs> we always... Yeah, we always do. Oh, wow. It's so great. And I think he's like, well, I'll be watching. Trust me. There's nothing else to be watching right now. And I think he walks away. This is primetime TV. See you again, Jor. I say and wink. <laughs> we'll see. Once this is all over, Jor, sadly, part of me hopes I don't run Unless would, it's a good kind of interesting. 
Try throwing a party. It'd be hard to talk, but give it a shot. And then... I think he lets you go, but Duncan, when you wake up, you really do have the etching. It... I, I will say there is a difference in the real world. It is... Uh, it does have some blood on it. Because Thorne kept it in his, like, coat pocket. And... Hey, that just adds to the authenticity. It's worth a lot more at auction. <laughs> so, yeah. Get that framed ASAP. Also put that in my office. <laughs> and I have the picture of us in the... Uh, in the treasure room yeah 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 <laughs> on the dragon skull yeah. yeah the dwarven kingdom so i think the next day about noon you see this train of carts start heading out of lone tree and heading up at the end i think Ogwain shakes your hand firmly brim um and duncan she hugs you hug her right back she's like come back save this place one more time that's what you told me before i went to go get the death hatchet and i don't know if you know Glenn, but i'm back well, seems to be working so far. No use stopping now. It's true. And you come back too. <laughs> I'm not going to save this place just so you won't, you know, help run it. Right, right, right. And she like gets on a horse and heads off towards the front. Uh, Duncan, your mom starts by like going down the people who are staying and thanking each one. Uh, Brim, I think she stands on tiptoes to kiss your your forehead and like pats your cheek and you're like, you're a good boy. And then like, <laughs> who says that? Duncan's mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> Take care of my son. Basically, yeah. <laughs> you're a good boy. He needs good influences in his yeah. life. And your mom doesn't have words. She just doesn't want to cry. Oh, bless. She can't manage it though. Bless, bless, bless. It's uh, okay, Mom. Mom, it's fine. It's like, just... It's fine. Just let Byron know if he wants to come join the fight, he can't. Okay, this is my thing. <laughs> she laughs a little bit, and she's like... It takes minutes for her to go. Hmm. Latima bows to you, Brim. Thank you again. Brim, mini bows. He, like, nods his head. <laughs> and Latima says to Duncan, Blessings upon you. You were right, Latima. We're all stronger together. She smiles. I think Skua says quick goodbyes, and then Meridian pats you on the shoulder, Brim. She's like, We'll have to arm wrestle when I get back. I'm curious. Brim chuckles. <laughs> I would be curious as well. I would not be curious, Meridian. I don't even want to try, so... She grins. She says, 
you're all I have left of him. You know, in a way, you are too. Bryn looks at the sword, glances at the sword on his side. Mm -hmm. I think Meridian goes. And Lone Tree is empty. Hey, can you cast... No, uh, I think snow starts to fall. Oh. Like the first light snow of winter. Wow, okay, that's on this. <laughs> can you cast uh, Detect Evil? I can pray for guidance even for a moment. Yeah. And ask the GM what here is evil. The GM will tell me, honestly. Nothing. Yes. <laughs> Nothing here is evil. I turn to... Brim and I shake my head. I'm like, nope, nothing. Brim smiles and nods. So I think Pond, Tilda, and Tirantak start going up the mountain to start working on the ritual. Where? So they're doing the ritual up the mountain, not in the mountain. On top of the mountain. Do they have to? They have to. Do yes, it there. Okay. because they need to access <clears throat> the whole mountain range. So they kind of need to have like line of sight on things. Um, I think it's like I. Well, I. Brim wants to look for defenses with Duncan. Okay. Um, and his father, most likely. Okay. So I think I think you got you three are gonna go do that, and the rest of uh Brim's people basically <laughs> um uh start doing some other prep work. I, I think it's I, I wanna describe it a little quick, a little bit, because this is mm -hmm. something that you don't really get to see this often. Mm -hmm. I, it was in a movie or a game or something, but I can't really remember what it what it was in, but it it's it's really eerie being in a place where thousands of people were just at, and it's empty. Yeah. And you know the whole place is empty. Yeah, because how many people are here? Duncan, Brim, Vea, Warmcotton, Haya, yeah. Saitel, Oberyn, Fenlin, Sina, Tirantak, Pond, Tilda. So eleven people, and there should be thousands. And you know, any house you go into, any cave you go into, is completely empty. Bear of people. It's just like eerily quiet. But it's not bare of people's things. Yeah. It's like they were here an hour ago. Yeah. And it feels And that that's way. what's weird, because it's not like a ghost town. It is kind of like a ghost town, but at the same time it's not, because it looks very lived in. Yeah. It's just like eerily quiet everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. And now there's like the crunch of snow underfoot. Yeah. Uh, someone left a window open and there's curtains blowing. Yeah. Saitel says, So where are we putting our defenses? <sighs> We don't know where they're coming from. What here looks the most defensible? <laughs> I think it might be best if I um, stay close to the ritualists. You guys run the main sort of defenses, are they a, are and then the, should anyone get through, I can take them. We should make sure that we take the high ground, whatever we do. So we start on the wall? Yes. So we can see anyone coming? Yes, most likely. Get a good view from the wall. The distance isn't very far, so maybe we should keep all our forces together to start with. Yes, I don't think it's a good idea if we split up. I think we should stay together as much as possible. I doubt that they'll come in two separate forces, but even if we do, maybe we should have Haya watch flank. Okay. Additionally, there's one path up the mountain, and it's within our walls. So they're going to have to breach the walls to get to the path. 
Your father's really good at this, Brent. Yeah, <laughs> I think Brent's just like, yes, yes, that is a good idea. I feel so much better with him here. Yeah. Um, you guys set up what defenses you can. Um, see, last scenes. Does anyone want to talk to Tavea? Do you? Does anyone want to talk to Warm Cotton? Um, does anyone? Your brother Cinna, like. I don't. Does anyone want to talk to Tilda or Tyrantac before we're through? Like. I, this is this is it. <laughs> Thank you.